0: Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Three Beers in a Movie. Today I am Richard Laird, well I'm always Richard Laird, and I'm with... Barry Deal. Yep, Colin is not here tonight because Colin is working. So it's just mean Barry tonight, an, an intimate raven. An honest... Very quiet, then. Very quiet. This now, the lights went down on us a little bit a minute ago. We've got the fairy lights next to us as well. It's downright romantic. (laughs) (laughs) We have to see where this goes. It could go go anywhere. Um, You're working again, Barry, so you are not drinking anything of interest. No, I am on the Pepsi. And the Pepsi. What are you (laughs) drinking tonight? I am drinking something called I can't pronounce it. It's it's spelled S C H I E H A I L I O N. Think Okay. Shalion is from Harveston Brewery, which is up in Edinburgh it's nice very nice um, but yeah I, like make things you can pronounce man That's Like don't make a beer that I can't pronounce the name of uh, especially when you haven't even had one yet yeah exactly I looked at it and I was pointed I'm going what oh, do you want I went oh Middle one, yeah, I, I like that one, that one, yeah. So, what, make, give me something I can name, you know. Like, brood dog, of their, like, their punk IPAs and their dead pony club, all that kind of stuff, they roll off the top, you know. You can remember them. I'm not gonna remember Shahalion um, at any point, you know. So, but it is very tasty, it is really nice. So, I will have it again. Um, but if, I want, like you said, if you get like four or five into this, I'm gonna remember around Saturday night, you have no idea what you're drinking or what, you, what you drink, you're drinking. You'll be like, I want, <laughs> <laughs> um, because like, interestingly, where like you, you've disappeared early on, yes. Uh, last week yes. um, being constantly a bit longer um, probably the drunkest we've ever been after um, a recording nice. Like I, I was very ill at work <laughs> like it was <laughs> you know that day where you, like, you drink and then you're in work the next day and someone offers you food and you, like, you want it because you're hungry but you're not entirely sure how your body's going to react to it yeah usually what happens for me is it's like enough time the next day before I'm even touching food you know yeah, the scary moment. I had, I had like some lunch, and I was like, "Oh, this could, this is a 50-50. This could go either way right now. It's going to stay <laughs> down and make me feel better, or it's going to come all up and out <laughs> at some point." Luckily, it did not. I was fine after that. Something, I felt good. good. Yeah. Good. Um So we're going to try and do that. Not maybe try and get as drunk tonight. Just have a nice casual drink as opposed to the many drinks we had before. Yes. Um, but we start off as it's been a. This is a time of year when it's very quiet. The cinema. Um, okay. Obviously, Christmas. No one bringing out anything at Christmas. Everyone spending their money like, elsewhere. Yes. Um, you've got a couple of big, releases still out with like Thor still out, Justice League still out. You've got Star Wars, eminently on the horizon. Um, so studios are, are less inclined to release stuff right now. They don't want to waste their time. They wait till after the New Year and then they can start bringing out a lot of stuff. So it's almost oh. like it can. It's almost like Star Wars almost has like the whole entire box office to itself. Yeah, it's, it's almost like nobody wants to push it the week before. People are going to go. I'm not going to see I'm going to save my money for. I'm not, I'm, the week before we said money for Star Wars, the week of, we I mean, said about for Star Wars, yep. and then the week after, we're still going to go, go see Star Wars, and not, nothing's going to release that week either. So it's a, basically three weeks: two, the, the week before, the week of, and the week after Star Wars. It's almost nothing in the, in the cinemas yeah. because just everyone's running scared of it. And. I can't understand. It's going to make yeah. all the money. Star does have a very passionate fan base, as we know. Yeah. So, are you really wanting to compete with that? Like, yeah, if you're going to go to the cinema once this, once in December because of Christmas, because of all this stuff you want to do. If you're going to, go to the cinema once in in December. Do you want to go and see, for example, some indie film that's going you to know, cost you the same price as going to see Star Wars, or do you want to say, you know, I'll save the money and I'll go and see Star Wars? and I'm... Most people who have not got the disposable income are going to go, I'm going to wait and I'm going to go see Star Wars. Yeah. It's dead simple. Um, if it was, if I didn't have my ticket, my like my freebie ticket, I know. I would totally do the same. I would only go and see the big releases, but yeah. because I can go and see other things, that makes a difference. But yeah, it's, it's it's tough. And it's annoying for myself because I like to go to the cinema every night, or as many nights as possible. I'm struggling right now. It's, it's a real struggle trying to find something to go and see. Especially because like, at this point, all the movies that, have been, that are out, that are already out, so you've, you've potentially maybe seen them twice at least. So. Exactly, yeah, and I've even seen some advanced previews now. So I'm not even so stuff that's still. Oh. It's it's coming out this now. I've already seen, like for example, like Disaster artists coming out um on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it already, so don't even need to go and see that again. You know, so it's it's a first world problem. Let's be honest, but yeah, uh, yes. but it's a problem for me. But it's all relevant. It's relevant, yeah. This, this is my problem right you're now. You're getting the first world, so, so I can have first world problems. Yeah. Um, so before we go to the cinema, so have you seen anything out with the cinema recently? Have you been watching much at home? No, it's it's this week has been a very bad week for me in terms of watching anything. Uh, yeah, I have not. I uh, I was actually just having a quick look to see if I had actually forgotten anything that I had. <laughs> no, turns out it's just been a quiet week. Quiet week, nothing since, on. Since last week, I don't know, I think like, Shot in the Dark just blew me so, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Netflix is putting a few things out just now that I do want to watch. So yeah, that's that's a few things on the horizon. Yeah, It's kind of just having to try and pace yourself, that's my problem. Yeah, yeah. try and watch a few things. Me and Gerald at home are trying to do, we'll call it, they, they call it a movie advent. Yes, yes so I've seen this on seen social this. media. so every day of Advent we try and watch a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's a, something we're going to touch on later on, but so far what we've watched is, um, we watched last night, we watched the night before. Nice. Have you seen it? The one yeah. with um, Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackie and Johnson Gordon Levitt and all their mates. I've watched that's the th- I think this is about the third time we've watched it. We watched it the year it came out and last year, and it's now on our Christmas rotation of. It's a really funny, well done film. Yeah, well, it's nice slag me because every year I will slap on Band of Brothers. No questions because yeah, that's, that's, that's your Christmas thing. Yeah, it's yeah. my Christmas. Um, but yeah, night before, really yeah. good. It's a really fun Christmas film. It's, like, it's got a lot of heart to it. Yeah. It's yes, it's crude. There is a lot of it as like you expect from Seth Rogen and that yes. kind of cast. Yeah. But that is overridden by quite a lot of like heart and soul to it, which I really like. It, it's really sweet and it's, really, it's a really well done film. Yeah. And it is a. It's rare for a kind of comedy you laugh out loud at after watching it three, four, five times. Yes, because it was not that long ago that I watched Forty Year Old Virgin, and it had been years oh. since since the, that time there that I had seen it. Yeah. And I found myself laughing at it, but I was sitting there going like, "Would this be funny if I had watched it maybe a little more recently?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're talking cool. at least two years, if not more. Oh. So it's a wee bit dated, right now, right enough. it still holds up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm watching it for like very much every year we watch it. It's 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 a Christmas advent movie, and we watch it every year. We, I have laughed at it, and so I I think it'll remain on a on a rotation until like there's another 25 better films that that force it off the list, essentially. (laughs) But no, it's on the list. Um, we will going to touch on some more later on But we also watched The Polar Express Have you ever seen it? Yes uh, Tom Hanks And the uh, strange animation Creepy Yeah It is a bit uncanny valley Yeah yeah it, it, It's a good story It's a nice sweet story Yeah um, The guy who wrote it Also wrote Jumanji I think And Zathura It's a yeah. really good watch It's a really good kid film And this has got a really good kids vibe to it And Jamaica's a really good director Of, like, sort of that kind of adventure mm-hmm. But the animation threw me yeah, it's kind of half realistic, half animation. Yeah, it just it felt weird watching it. It's like the it was like that Final Fantasy movie that came out. It had realistic animation, and it just they ended up having to change the eyes of the characters to make them more like anime style. Yeah, the, that's the problem I have with with um, Paul Express. They are trying to make it so lifelike in the eyes, they they, they don't capture no. the eyes right, and that's what makes it feel like you're watching a dead person. Essentially, it feels odd. And they done it in Star Wars recently in the Reb, no, the Rebel. What's it called? Rebel One Star. Was rebel film? Yes. They done it with um, Peter Cushing. They made him. He's obviously been dead for many, many years. They brought like a CGI version of him on, mm-hmm. and it looked good. But it's the eyes. There's a deadness behind the eyes that make you realise it's not that person. And that would take you out of the film. I think when you're watching it. Ah, uh, yeah. It's the same with the video games as well and probably CG like heavy CG characters Rogue One Rogue One Star Wars that's the fucking name of the film Um, my god it's the same (laughs) in video games and obviously maybe CG movies as well when it comes to lips CG just can't seem to get our lips because there's so much little movement Uh it's either it's either very letterboxy or it's just it's Something's going on. Yeah, and, and that's that's the problem. Polish Express again, totally fine film. Yeah, it's, it's, like... it's sweet, it's nice, but yeah, they had like almost the one that probably more recently Christmas Carol, the one with Jim Carrey, the one where it's like him playing all the characters and that. That was that. that was more. It's the same idea, but it's more animation Right. Which makes you feel more comfortable watching it. This film really did it left me really feeling really kind of weird watching it. I didn't mm. like it. I, I didn't dislike it, but it just it totally threw me. I didn't. Uh, I always liked about the, uh, the Tom Hanks character who's the train conductor. And the wee boy. Uh, and, and the ghost as well Jesus he's playing everything <laughs> yeah it's, it's so odd I like it when he's uh He's the ticket collector guy and he takes a little girl's ticket and a little boy's ticket and he sits there with a the whole punch yeah. up, and he turns it into it's um, like is that a snowflake or something? Yeah he puts, like, a, he puts a word in it as well. Yes, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right yeah. But I like it how he's just <laughs> yeah. Um I like that there's a couple of really cool scenes in that when the ticket goes missing and it's like it falls out it's mm. the path of the ticket. It's really it's really well done. Yeah. You can't fault you as much as director. But yeah, just the weird mo cap but not quite mo cap animation anything, just nah. I d I won't Watch it again? Oh, interjecting him. I've just remembered something that I was watching. A cool you watching? I've watched the first half of the original uh, Stephen King app. Right, okay. It was on uh, the Sony Sky Channel. Right, okay. And, they, and they've clubbed it all together, so it's like four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a minute, it was like a two-parter, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it was like a strange TV movie, two-parter thing. So you're um, up to the... Still, are they just finished being kids, basically? Yes, and they've just came back to the town, and they've, kind of, all of them have on their own in terms of bumped into Pennywise again right. so did you like it <laughs> yeah you know it's actually holding up and also it's got that classic um, like, uh, like stop motion animation yep. in it and it just it, you're like this is an old film yeah, and it's a I- like good old film <laughs> have you seen, have you seen new it yeah yeah do you what, do you, what you prefer so far the old it or the new it the new one is definitely for a new generation, generation. yeah totally the there's old, nothing wrong with that at the all the old one the old Pennywise is more just like tongue in cheek and laughing I, I, think I think old Pennywise is scarier than the new Pennywise yes because I think it's because you expect the new Pennywise to be scary but with What's the funny? old Pennywise it's almost like he's, he's very childish yes and all his jokes are very bad and childish uh huh and I think there's something and it's obviously playing to a child so it's almost got like a Stranger Things vibe yeah. about it and, and uh, it's just, I'm, sitting there, I'm just loving it <laughs> I'm going to have to write I've not watched it must be at least 10 or 15 years since I watched it I was, like, I was like maybe 16, 17 the last time I saw that oh, film just so ha- I do have to find, find it and watch it again highly recommend it it comes out with absolutely just two ja- eh, dad jokes in the library yeah. um, <laughs> one about like uh, is your radiator, uh, is your uh, radi- uh, running? Yes. And if it is, you better go and, and catch it. it. Yep. Catch and, it. It. and then it's just the like the crazy laughing he does. He goes ah <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> like Curry gives a performance, he's yeah. he's made. That's the thing I got Like Curry's performance In that film He's making choices To be different And be odd And just be out there I didn't see that In the new one Other than just the guy Being a little bit creepy I didn't really get A performance out of him It felt like It, just, it was sort of It wasn't copying Curry No But I didn't feel like It was making it his own I didn't feel like That's any kind of different To say like any other Creepy kind of plane Seen in other films You know they cre- the creepy be clowns have been done many times before, yes. and actually, so that didn't feel like it was different from any other creepy Yes. and that was, that was my biggest issue with it at that yeah, point. Yeah, it done like a, with the newer film, as we spoke at great lengths about this movie, it done like a classic horror movie, there's like a couple of set pieces that they always do, where like the scary thing runs to the camera, Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, and yeah. just a bit like, this really neat that, you know? Yeah, so, so the other one, the other Christmas film i watched in our 25 day of Christmas countdown, Um, yeah. was Almost Christmas, it's called? No. it's Danny Glover okay. who will feature later on yep. um, and every other a- actor of African American origin appears in this film I believe right. and it's basically about a family who don't like who like each other but love each other but all hate each other getting together at Christmas because of the death of the mother and they have like sort of one last Christmas in the big house ah, um, it was dull to be honest I don't lie it no. was like liked this one she won't be like mine again after this one I wanted to watch Elf no I wanted to watch um, what did I want watch What's wasn't Elf I want to watch something. I want to watch The Grinch. That's what I wanted to watch. She wanted to watch this, so we watched this. So do you have a set list of 95, no. or is that just on that day? I'm on that day, we're going to do this. Depending on how much time we've got, we may watch a lot. Like, so, like there's a few ones we know we're going to hit, for example, that we're going to get to later on. Um, but yeah, this is just one that's sort of, like thrown in randomly. We have watched some dodgy ones in the past few years. So this yeah, but not a great one. But it filled the criteria of being a Christmas film. It was under two hours, so it, it, it hit the marks in that respect. Other than that didn't really offer that much. I feel. Those all great opinions. inside. Like if you haven't watched already, I feel Love oh, Actually is going to be on there. It's, it's going to it's live somewhere. They're definitely it's one of your favourites. It's going to be on there. Um, but we're going, to, we're going to talk about Christmas movies later on in the, the, the episode, so yes. we'll get the on that later on. Yes. Um, we we'll get to some. I've seen two films at the cinema this year. This week, sorry. Yes. Not this year. That's ridiculous to say. And these are the newest ones that are out, there, aren't they? Pretty much. I mean, one the of them's course. not. One of them's not a new film, but one of them is a new, a new film. Uh, the new film I saw was called uh, Wonder. Right Which is directed by Stephen Chbosky I think his name is who directed a film called Persevina Wallflower Yes It's really good Yes I'll I really do. like that film He wrote the book of that as well I think And he also wrote the screenplay And so he's very involved With in that film This is his next film After that cool. um, It's got um, Owen Wilson in it Looking very Owen Wilson-y to Robertson in it Jacob Tremblay Who's the kid of in the room yeah, I've seen the room. Yeah. room? Not the room, sorry. Oh, sorry. Room? Room, the one with the, the, the boy and the mother who are like in a room being held kidnapped and they, they want to escape and stuff like that. I think I have seen that. Brie Larson, is, um, Alison Brie or Brie Larson. It's a phenomenal film. Yes, I have
1: seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's The wee
0: boy in that who looks like a wee girl. Yep. He's in it. Um, also, Mandy Patinkin is in it as well, who is like, he's, he's my but he's awesome. Yeah, you know, he's in Princess Bride, he's, he's in Homeland, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, so he's in it as well. Story of it basically is that this little boy Jacob um, Tremblay is born with a disease where he get major facial disfigurement. Okay. Um, so he's done many operations to try and fix him so he can like look, not say half normal, but he looks sort of people so people won't stare at him. Yes. Ultimately, with any of the, any, that kind of surgery he done himself, he still look odd and different. Uh-huh. And he's been homeschooled up until he's about fifth grade. What's that in America about? 11 maybe 10, 11 something like that maybe 10, maybe 9, 10 something like that I don't understand the American <laughs> right. school system I think he's, he's about 9 or 10 years old yeah. so at that point he's now going to go to like sort of proper school yes. so it's him going to proper school and eventually amazingly, amazingly kids are mean so he's a wee boy trying to deal with like sort of existing in the world but you also get a little bit of story about the sister because um, she's living in a world where everyone revolves around this the, everyone's very big on the lead at the young boy because he's obviously got the big moment. she's like sort of left by the wayside she's like going yeah I used to be the number one, now it's like he's number one. You also get to see the parents and stuff like that, you get to see some from friends, you see a lot of side stories. Okay. The film itself, it's it's fine, it's not bad. I didn't really get that emotional watching it. I felt it felt like it was hitting the hitting beats I expected. Yeah. Um but it has got good reviews in America, people really like it in America, done really good business in America. Okay. Um, my biggest issue was it never really the story doesn't really go anywhere. No. I get the point of like he's got the the disfigurement Can uh-huh. I know right, hopefully he'll learn to deal with it and people around him will learn to deal with it and then after that like, where does this go like, what happens after this and I didn't feel like I had anything beyond that yeah uh, it's almost like there's a subject matter but I haven't built a big enough world around it, to keep it and I think like they hinted at the world because um, like everyone, like, sort of, it's not to denigrate people who have had disfigurement in the, the deal with the world That's, obviously we've seen films like that we know that kind of stuff but the dealing with people who are around that is really interesting to you have, yes. like, you've got a wee sight sort of the sister basically it says in the you kind know, of voiceover, um, was it um, my brother is a sun, and I'm a planet that orbits him, so anything I get is we all we 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 as uh, really from him. Okay. So that because it's like trying to understand her life and her story of like being. A child who obviously parents love her. There's no question in that. Yeah. But they've got like say eight percent of their attention is on the yeah. young boy. So how does she deal with that? And how does she do stuff? And I'd be interested to see to explore that story more. Mm. Seeing so you get a story with like her best friend as well, who's sort of like dealing with stuff as well because she's befriend friend with the young boy. And also the parents as well who, who put their lives on hold essentially to deal with. Ah, to deal with us. To deal with you know, to help to help their son and to help us son grow and stuff like that and, and understand things. So obviously like if, especially if you're getting homeschooled as well, like that's a big commitment. And then obviously like with everything going on with. Exactly. So else, you see, sort of the the young boys' friends as well, and why they become friends with them, what they want to do, and what's the purpose And they've some of got some of the agendas of being friends with someone don't have agendas, and it's like it'd be nicer to if the film had explored that more and, fo- and focused less on the young kid. Yes. I might have enjoyed it more, but because it was a young kid, I felt like I know where it was going, and I felt like I knew what it was going to do. Yeah, you you know, you get it. You yeah, don't, you don't need a whole movie wrapped around this sweet guy. You I, get it. I get his, I get his problem. But the, the young boy is very good. Trembley, I'm sure he'll pick up an Oscar at some point in his life. He's very good. I'm giving it a five out of ten, which is, you know, stands up nothing yeah, bad. Of the road. Of the road. But because it's gets such good reviews in America and so sort of, could it could be one of those dark horse, like Oscar oh, ones.
1: Really?
0: I don't think it deserves to be. But you can definitely understand why it, it, it hits those, those keynotes, you know, so you can understand why people, a young kid playing, you know, young kid working through prosthetics and playing with, you know, I won't illness speak. the figment, obviously quite a big thing. got a mother as well, dealing with that kind of stuff. So yeah, you could defi- I could definitely, unfo- not unfortunately, I could, I could definitely see it um, hitting those, like that kind of audience, but, um, and that kind of, like that kind of vibe. But for me, standard fare, like I said, solid 5 out of 10 a bank holiday watch might be the best way to describe it you could watch it like one o'clock on like a, a quiet bank holiday Monday and be totally fine with it sure. but to me they didn't leave really, uh, much lasting impression stuff like The Elephant Man and yes. um, Man Without a Face and like the mask like the, not the Jim Carrey one the other one um, they for me left much more of an impact on myself when I was watching them actually like, uh, in a film you know stuff like that sure um, that's the only new film I've seen and also, what we're going to talk about now is uh, because it is December, it is the time of Christmas. Yes. And Christmas films become the sort of be beyond end. Everyone's looking for Christmas films and everyone has their own sort of traditions of what they watch at Christmas. I asked Barry to bring in what do you think is his five favourite Christmas movies to watch at Christmas time? If you're having a wee marathon of Christmas, what would you watch? Um, and the first one on my list, number five, is a film I saw at cinema for the first time, yeah. just recently, it's the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah.
1: It's
0: um, yeah, it's it is quite, it's quite quite wonderful. <laughs> um, it's directed by Brian Henson, who is Jim Henson's son. Okay. Um, also married to, I didn't realise until recently because I was doing a bit of research, married to Mia Sara, who is in February's Day Off to see the yeah. girlfriend yeah, yeah. yeah that's who he's married to nice yeah he's done well for himself like, I'm, like, I went to marry Mia Sara when I was young so I'm quite pleased that he's got some a geek has got her that's, I'm yeah. happy with that <laughs> um, the plot of the film everybody knows the plot of the film it's, it's Dickens Christmas Carol essentially um, Michael Caine plays Scrooge and then the Muppets play all the other supporting roles in the film <laughs> brilliantly <laughs> um, it was it, like seeing the cinema again it, like for the first time my first time I've seen the cinema actually it was awesome like seeing the big screen it didn't really do much to it just put it up there They didn't, like, didn't like add anything to it just yeah. just left it as yeah, it was it doesn't need anything added the seat of an audience was really nice as well people like, kind of like humming along and I didn't really mind noise in this film because it's like it's the film you want to sing along and stuff to yes. you want to feel like, the joy that that film and yeah, it's a purely just utterly joy, joyful film yeah it's it's just one of those staples it's always on the telly yeah it's, you can all get away from it no you can, and you shouldn't want to get away from it No, chase after it if you have to it's like I remember it being on the telly almost every year we fail and then well, there's hummers of channels nowadays, but yeah. it's probably going to be on this year. Oh, oh, I think it's been on this year already. I remember seeing people tweeting been... about it. Yeah. What I love about it is Michael Caine in it. Well, that's what I love most about it. Yeah. He plays it totally straight. I know. He doesn't wink to the camera. He doesn't like kind of, like you know try and like ham it up. He doesn't. He doesn't engage with the Muppets as Muppets. He engages them as actors and people. And that to me plays the film perfectly because it, like, it becomes more real at that point. Yes. And it was the same with um, the Kelly. It's runner of um, Muppet movies when they had. Um, Jason Seagal and not Jason it's uh, just Siegel and um Amy Adams. Yes. Yeah. They played it straight as well. Oh. And it just it just gives us such a good, wholesome, all round vibe because it's like you know the Muppets but the way they interact is like they just treat them like people. Oh and that makes that what totally works. I love I actually I'm not a huge Gonzo fan. Gonzo's one of my least favourite Muppets. Mm. But I love him in this film, playing, tar- like playing Dickens, I think guess, guess, guess he played it really well. And I love his wee rat, Rizzle next to him, like this I like the fact that Rizzo called him Charlie all the way through it, rather than Charles, which I think is really fun. Um But you know, it, like, it was great to see the big screen, um, it's brilliantly funny, um, and it holds up even after, I, mean, I don't know when it came out, like ni- early 90s I think it came out roughly. Yes. Yeah, and it holds up just insanely is that, well. Is this just a one and done at the Yeah, it was, out for, it was out for one night only, which is a bit of a shame, because I think it would be nice to see it more of. but in fairness, the cinema wasn't that busy when we saw it, which. Can I, speak? I don't know, but it's like... You know, if you, if they know they're gonna have a quiet time over tea, stick, the rest of yeah. stick shit with like that on and then you'll get like kids and parents coming in. It's annoying the good thing about this one is it was just on the normal ticket price, which is fine, but for me I got it for my usual like on you know, well, my card, but if you want to go see you pay like eight fifty or something for it. There's a cinema locally in Glasgow, the Cinema World in town, is showing like Christmas funk they're showing them in the VIP thing. Okay. You're talking thirty quid a ticket. You get food and stuff before yeah, it and stuff like that, but still are you gonna pay thirty quid to go and see. Gremlins or Die Hard again you go like I've got it. I can buy the DVD and buy a, a takeaway. or like or just wait like another week and you're guaranteed it's going to be on one of the many channels I, you know and then you, and you buy a takeaway for like 20 quid and you yeah. save money at that point so yeah it's nice to show it in the normal students I, I think people more like to invest in it that way they're going to yes, the normal students it is something that I really want cinemas to, to actually do a lot more of the show almost like timeless classics on the big screen through the course of the year, yep. and even just make it like a bore here cheaper. Yeah. Like oh. than your usual ticket for that. eight fifty, make it make it six, make it make, it, make it a fiver. Yeah. five five pound. And then the cinema's going to be empty yet, like kind of half empty. Anyway. Just for that one night, yeah. It's going to show. I don't know anything. It's going to show Rambo. Yeah. for no reason. Like because there's a lot of movies that I sit there and I'm like, man, if I was if I was <laughs> of age back then, I would have loved <laughs> to have seen. Yeah, yeah totally. And, it's, yeah. And, now, and you've seen quite a few as well. Cinema will do it now and again, but he used to do it a lot more. They just put a random film on a Tuesday night. They put on just it's like completely random movies that was brilliant to watch. Now it's sort of like they trying and tie like, sort of re releases and all that kind of stuff now and again. Like, when Mad Max came out, to put on Mad Max 1 and 2, which was like, awesome to see on by screen. And um, they do a few other things, but generally, they don't really do quite as much anymore. Anyway. It's a bit of a shame. If I lived, this is why am both unhappy and happy I don't live in London because there'll be the Prince Charles Theatre in London, yeah. which just shows brilliant, little really random stuff every single night, which would have fully chewed up all my money just by going to see these random films on the big screen. But, so, the room. <laughs> they show The Room, but they also show, like, when we were down there, they were showing um, The Great Dictator they showed. Nice. Um, and then the, and if we'd been there, the day after, they are showing The Rock. Just for no reason just they're showing The Rock. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, why? We're showing The Rock. Um, and like stuff like that, ama- Like stuff you see from you you'd miss you, know, you be a bit too young when it first came out to finally see the biscuit and stuff like that'd be amazing. I'd love to again re-see Jurassic Park The because I was like eight years old when it first came out. Uh, yeah. To see that again, the biscoin would be amazing stuff like that, you know. So it would be nice to see more films done it. But this this one time it was good to see him up with Christmas Carol. I'm not it's not in my list of films later on, but they are showing later on this year. Um, oh no, this year sorry, next Monday they're showing in fact, is Wonderful Life, they're putting that on the big oh, screen as well. Nice. I know the, the GFT in Glasgow shows it almost every year, Yeah, yeah, I but they're that. showing that as well, which I'm really happy to see. Um, interestingly, GFT is showing Gremlins, with Zach Galligan, the guy who plays um, the main guy in Gremlins, uh-huh. Billy, uh-huh. like doing a Q&A session after it. That's nice. awesome. And, like, can you imagine being in the barn, like the guy from Gremlins just standing next to you in the bar, like, that's, that's, like hello, Gremlins man. <laughs> What we done after Gremlins, he has done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we still did, done Gremlins. That's what you read in life. Just have Gremlins on your resume, you're totally fine. Um, so that's my number five. If I'm going to have a Christmas marathon, number five, The Muppet Christmas Carol is on it. What are you? Which one of you? What's your first one? Right, I'm just going to quickly skip this one because it was on my list as well. The Muppet Christmas Carol was on my oh, list. Yeah, nice. It's number four-ish. Nice one. Number five for me is National Lampoon's Christmas uh, Vacation. I mean, it's, it's what, what movie? What movie? It's not on my list, and it's number two on my list. Oh, a, it is it?
1: To number, be
0: fair, I didn't actually really number them. Okay, it's number two on so, my list. But still, it is a phenomenal film. It like, is. It's like <laughs> it's the one film me and my dad agree on. has been a great movie. Like yeah. if we fight over every other movie, but that is a one film we go. That's a fucking great movie. Like it just, it doesn't. It just, it's so brilliant. and it just, it's like. Just the idiocy of it, but also the genius of like him as a character as well. Because he is a dick, yeah, but a brilliantly like, like such a sweet dickhead as well. <laughs> you know, like, I think it's like I think like almost everyone who's got any sort any sort of size of family, can you know, can recognize relate, it. Yeah, you can relate to bits in that, and you're sitting oh. there going like, Oh man, I can't believe I need to sit through yeah. this again this yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, and also like the idea of like every. Everyone's got the dickhead relatives they don't really care about. Yeah, but no one is bad as cousin. Um, his name? It's not cousin Randy. It's cousin Randy, isn't it? Yeah. 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 No one's as bad as him. Not no cousin Eddie. Eddie. I, he- that's right he turns up with a mole. And bro. you're like, oh my god, he's at like the worst. It's like the bit when he's putting his, like he's emptying into the sewage thing. Like, like the shitter was full. Like, how's our shitter doing, darling? Is it full yet? It's like, <laughs> like, like people it's like like it, I think I, it's a. I'm a big fan of National yeah. I like National Mampoon, um vacation I like National Mampoon European vacation yes. I, think this, I think this is the best one I've done oh easily because it's written by John Hughes which uh-huh. obviously is a, usually a hallmark of quality as well it's just it's ridiculously funny even just the, sub, the really simple throwaway guys like when you go up the ladder and it gives way and he's flying down and he, and he hits the ground like, and he's looking around like, like no one saw me like <laughs> nearly fall and he's, just, he's, looking, like, he's just looking in his face like I got away with that one and then he does it again and he, he does <laughs> and, oh, it oh just right stuff like that a little bit bit hates me watching it because I start laughing about a minute before the joke's gonna hit. I uh, could you see where it's going. Yeah. Then? And you know you've watched it I watched it a thousand times, I know that where we joke like was in the loft and he's sitting there wearing the women's clothes and he just falls in the loft. It's like it just it makes it just makes me giggle every <laughs> single time. Um and again one of the songs no matter how often I watch it I will at laugh my nuts off every time I watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um why well, do you like it same just same idea? Uh, just I think it's just so easily relatable. Oh you know, it's just well, it's just bits in it and you're sitting there like that We're watching a guy trying to control his extended family yeah. at their house and he's having pretty much a mental breakdown <laughs> yeah that sounds like he's probably having a proper mental breakdown but <laughs> um, like, also he refused to admit it at any point for the last like three minutes and he had a proper like, his, I mean he does have the proper breakdown yeah, yeah. but he, he won't admit anything's going wrong admits, that is to me the genius of it um, it's a shame that um, I can't remember the actor's name the main actor in it Chevy he's turned into a bit of an arsehole in life yeah, but yeah. this really was really what his peak in his, like, when he was at his like comedy uh-huh. like top comedy performances and stuff like when he plays a guy um, and then Folk brought him back from the dead. community. The and then he show. still spat upon it as well. Like he left it. Yeah. He started thinking he was too big for that Exactly. Yeah. He'd been dead and buried for God knows how long. It's a real shame. Yeah. Because um, like when you, you think you know, like, know your limits. I mean, like he done Fletch. He done like Fletch, obviously. Yeah. He'd done many other comedies that are very, very good. I still think that's something as that his best comedy. Yeah. Like hands above it, and hands and arms above everything else he's done. I guess. I guess, fantastically funny. Nice. And I do. And it's wonderful I actually watch it. It's part we watched it. In a, it was the first time we watched on their advent 25 and I will watch it on Christmas day again oh, just because I love it fantastic. absolutely love it um, my number 4 I think like, probably be on your list as well is, num- is um, Elf yes yeah and it's odd because Elf I didn't love it the first time I saw it No, oh, did you not? Know? no I, sort of, I liked it I thought it was okay but as I've got older and as I've watched it more and more I do tend to appreciate it yeah and it's got a lot more heart and it's a lot more like it's something about it more and more as I watch it every year aye the 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 more you watch it, it's almost not a throwaway, trifle Casper's movie, but there's so many out there. You actually can start realising this would be one of Will Ferrell's better performances. I mean, other than, I would say, Stranger Than Fiction, where he plays a guy who's in the voice narrating in his head, Mm. I'd probably go for his best performance, I would say. Like, 'cause like, Ron Burgundy's a great performance, there's nothing wrong with Ron Burgundy it, yeah. and he, he does judge W. Bush as well on Broadway, that's also fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, I can't really like, think of anyone who's more committed than he is an elf. Elf is a it's a he makes choices in elf to do what he's going to do it, and it, it totally and utterly works every second he's on it.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah I totally agree it's, it probably is his best performance like from top like the full film. And you know it's a good movie but even like uh, my younger nieces can reference bits of it. Yeah. And they generally don't do that with any other real any other movies. Oh, so it shows you how powerful the movie actually is. Like when it's getting into the brains of kids and they're sitting there like referencing bits of it. Uh, and, it. It's a, and it's a Christmas show as well that doesn't age. It seems no. very much. I mean, National Lampoon love it as we've discussed, but it does feel quite a bit like eighties. Yes. Or late eighties. Yes. Elf doesn't feel that Elf. I mean, I know it's made like what early 2000s, remember then, but it doesn't feel of it. It doesn't feel like it, you could watch that film in maybe 10, 15 years time, mm. and it would probably still work. It, probably, it wouldn't feel like a dated film. out, 2008. So it's, it's nearly 15 years old, Uh-oh. but it still feels like. It does, It still feels like fresh, and it feels. It still. You don't feel like you're watching an old film, and I think that's that's why that it's kind of film that you see your cousins, your nieces watch it. Yes. And like your kids are watching it, and like your grandkids will watch it. It's it definitely like one of that will constantly be enjoyed by different eras and different generations. And that was the uh, one thing that I did pick up on very quickly when it came to. Uh... Original, it when I was watching it, it was like apart from like when I was jumping by, when there were kids, when I was kind of of, like late 50s that was fine but when it was like when they were adults and it was like 90s you were like Ooh. Aye. that's the problem if you set something we don't know what the 50s 60s and 80s look like really so if you set something then it doesn't age to us but if you set something in the year 2000 2000 like mid 2000s yeah. we remember the mid 2000s yes. so when you watch it you go oh shit that looks dated and I think a lot of films now look a lot more dated because we remember it but I can watch a film from the 70s and go I don't know if that's dated or not but it's the way I've always engaged with that film It looks very authentic Yes, that's exactly it yeah, whereas you go oh, holy shit 2000, 2006 looked really rough Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, Elf on my list on yours as well I think, yes Oh yeah, right up there. Yeah, yeah. We we've not watched it yet. I think you guys won. Usually, like when we do, a, a, we watch it with like, a kind of run of like, meh uh, ones. Early, not early on, but sort of in the middle of it. Yeah, the yeah. final week is just like the classics. Yeah. You know, so Elf will be in that list. Still rolling Steam all the way out. to the twenty-fifth. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, other one you picked up on your list. Here we are, where we are. This is an, this is an easy one. Right. Die Hard. Is it a Christmas film? I, I, I always think it is, because it, it's set at Christmas. I mean That's that's the only rule that a Christmas film has to have, I think, is yeah. to be set at Christmas. Yeah. Nothing else beyond that. In it. So in that case, it's a Christmas film. Also, it is all about redemption, and it's all about love, and things like that. So yes, it's a total Christmas film. It, it's, it's,
1: it's
0: pretty much love actually with weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't describe any better than that. Yeah, it is love actually with weapons, right? Yeah, yeah. um, I mean, is it... It's Rickman's best performance, Oh, hands oh. Done. and Rickman has done every performance, Rickman does, was brilliant, but that is still his one... That is one a form. good bad guy in that movie. What's the thing, see the bit, and this is I read in, I think, Kevin Smith talked about this recently, but, no it wasn't, it's something else I've listened to. In the original film, mm-hmm. he doesn't kill Takagi, but they had to basically like, shoot a scene kill they Takagi, because when they watch the Russians, and goes like he's too charming. Mm-hmm. You actually start rooting for him to succeed. So, but by having him kill Takagi yeah, yeah. it makes sense. It, it makes sense to be like, you know, a sociopath. You go like, okay, now we're on the side of John McLean. Yeah, yeah. But up until that point, we're going like, why he's, fucking, he's, 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 chatty, he's chill. Like, I'm fucking on the side of Hans Gruber. You know, he <laughs> wants, he wants to get his ten percent and live on a beach. That's all he wants to do. So, yeah. So they had to put that scene in it just because to make Gruber be a bad guy. I think it's amazing. You know like how many bad you get in a film where like, the bad guy is, like, you go, I'm actually rooting for this guy he succeeds.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm sure that's I'm sure there's been other movies I've started rooting for the bad guy because I'm thinking a lot better than the main hero. Yeah, you know. But yeah, he's pretty out of his charm. Um, also, it's, it's Willis, he's uh, sort of charming base yeah. as well before he became like sort of what he ever is now. This. A tough actor to work with. Yeah, and just yeah, but now he's at that point when he was doing this, he was just he was a, he was still. He looks like a hungry actor. Yes. Can he just came off. Of, he was still doing Moonlight, I think, at the time. So he wasn't. He wasn't a film. St- he wasn't a movie star at any point. Yeah, yeah. At this point, so he's still trying to be that guy. And he felt like he was hungry to succeed in this film. Now you look at Mel, uh, and Bruce Willis. He looks jaded. He looks. Nah, he's just honing it in now. Ah, he doesn't yeah. d- doesn't give a shit. Just just right. doesn't care. Nah. And because of that, he can feel like it's not getting the same punch of any film. But he watched the most recent Die Hard. And I just I think they're awful. I think the last the last one I watched was the one that had Kevin Smith on it. Number four. Nah. yeah Yeah, five is one that's like Die it's a good day to die hard or something it's called and it's set in Russia and it's, it's just it's awful they turned him into from a character who was sort of the everyman which he isn't he isn't very much in die hard he's the everyman he's yeah. not a superhero no he's just like a cop uh life is dismantling in front of him then it just happens to be that his wife is in the fucking skyscraper ah, so he's a normal guy by the yeah. time he gets to like, die hard two he's, le- he's still he's still the um, he's a hero cop at that point but he's not the the, sort of, the superhero is. is, yes. then you get to like Die Hard 3, Die Hard 4, at the time it's like so like, like action be like guy who can basically hang on to jets, mm. Well, flying at max speed and going hey, that's not who that guy is that guy he, he's an every that's the whole point he's a boyfriend of an everyman and that's why you enjoy him as a character yeah yeah and it's, a real sh- and it's kind of a shame to say kind of go like that but obviously makes money that's what I'm going with yeah it's, uh, a bit, it's kind of a bit like the Fast and Furious franchise like, I know I stepped away from the franchise very, very early on but yeah. originally it was like about people meeting up with cars and all that and then like the later ones, it's all about like SWAT teams and all. I mean, if it was, was like the first Fast and Furious I thought it was shit to begin with. Like one and two and three yeah. were all shit. As it's got more and more stupider and bigger, I've actually myself enjoying it more. Because okay. there's a brainless you go, this is utterly ridiculous. I'm going to enjoy this a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's all about like, like oh I can I want to race you from like oh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. Like you know, I mean Fast and yeah. Furious one is just it's point break with cars. That's all it is. And like I, nah, this is crap and dull. But when you, you get to number 7 and they're trying it, or 6 or 7, 7 or 7 will get chased by a, a submarine. 6, they will get, they're jumping between the three highest towers in Malaysia or something. They're driving through them in, into the next tower. You know, okay. insanity. This, Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible are, are racing to be the, next, the first film to go to space. Yes. One of them can end up in space at some point. <laughs> My mind's on Mission Impossible, but frankly we may try, but they're going to try and get in space. But has sort of like, and it's also like, sort of, the, it's a resurgence like in that year, like in '84, it came out, was like the resurgence sort of the action movie, the sort of the action hero, that's that, that, is, that coming back. Can mm. you know, I film have been the for a long time? Like at one point, it was going to be Sinatra, and the. Really? Yeah, it's like, based on a book, and Sinatra is going to be the guy, the John McLean
1: role.
0: Wow. I know, it's not, is that you imagine like Sinatra doing that? Yeah, um, <laughs> so it's like it's one of the films, it, it sort of rejuvenated the action. Who movie, because of that, you put that year your stuff, you know, so think Terminator came out maybe just before it, maybe that Terminator one. Yeah, yeah. But from that year, so many films like the action hero, the action star became a, 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 a rejuvenated thing. Yeah. Um, And up until Mad Max Hero came out, it was my favourite action film of all time, but now it's fell away slightly because of Mad Max Heroes. But no, still a fantastic film, and it's a great Christmas film as well. Absolutely. And I have two kinds of Christmas film as well. Yeah, that's right. Because it kicks off when him, he's in like New York or something. No, no, that's number three. You think New York? This oh, number yeah. two is um, at the airport.
1: Yeah, that's. Holly's right.
0: landing in the in the snow. Yeah, remember? yeah, yeah. That's so right. two of the Christmas films as well. So you can you can double up. Die Hard one and Die Hard again. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All Die Hard. Uh, Last. <laughs> next one for me is Little Weapon. Oh yeah, this was a this was a surprise Google search for me the today when I when I was looking just to kind of like. Uh, remind myself about classics, and then all oh, of a sudden, Lethal Weapon pops up, and I'm like, Why is this in the list of Christmas movies? And then, when I dug a bit deeper, turns out there's like songs getting played, and it's set at Christmas. at Christmas, um, the first time you meet Mel Gibson, he's in a Christmas tree, like um, <laughs> emporium type yeah. thing. And um, also, if you're a movie geek, you know Shane Black writes a script, and he says, All oh, he films at Christmas. Nice, don't know why he does it, it's just something that he tends to do. So, yeah, Lethal Weapon. It's a Christmas film again. If oh, if the only criteria you have for a Christmas movie to be set at Christmas, these weapons count, and because of that I can watch it in my 25th year of Christmas, um, I think it's a, I think it's a great, it's a great film. It's a brilliant performance by Mel Gibson. Think, he, playing, it's a film like like. And actually, you know, he wants to commit suicide. Just like literally, he's biting a bullet at the start of the film. I know. <laughs> you know, and it's that you don't get that in a film. You know, every other action film, particularly like recently, over the last like sort of five, ten years, it's a big, it's like larger than life superhero almost. Yes. You don't want to see a real man. This guy is a guy who's suffering for. He obviously he lost his wife in an accident things like that, so he is suffering. Mm-hmm. And he does it and he can't deal with the fact that he's now alone. And to have that just opposed with, you know, the Danny Lovercai who's having a great happy family life. Yeah, yeah. It makes a lovely it makes a really great mix. Um, but yeah, that to me is it's so unique, so, not maybe not unique, maybe to have done it in the past before, but it felt fresh to when I was watching it. Yes. Um but yeah, so Luther Weapon is to me is like it's a, it's a phenomenal yeah. film. I just I love Mel Gibson at that time he's created 'cause a he's such a charming charismatic. Like he's one of the guys you cannot not watch. Yeah. you constantly drawn to him on screen. Um, and again, Lethal Weapon, again, to an extent all the sequels maybe sort of got away and it's got more away from the core of what it was originally. But I would maintain the Lethal Weapon is better than the Die Hard one. Oh, easily. So we've, 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 Lethal Weapon movie, what do you say, first one's a five star, mm-hmm. two's a three star, one well, I mean, the, of the South Africans yeah yeah I think they went to read them as an unabated general film that no one appreciates a lot and I think number four as well because he's got the jet lean in it I think. so like, yeah, if you were yeah, yeah. to, to sit there and watch the four lethal weapons or the five diehards? I would definitely watch it, the four lethal weapons first. Yeah, I th- it seems like the lethal weapons series kind of brought themselves back round again, whereas like diehards became a bit of a fucking crime. Yeah, and I think yeah. the biggest sadness about Mel Gibson being now crazy Mel Gibson, which yeah, is I think there's a lot of talk as well of, of, of having a lethal weapon again. You know, having like a lethal weapon five. You know, like having and Danny get together, and because of we, you know, no one can market uh, Mel Gibson anymore that sort of totally fell by the way so I mean, that's a real and that's a shame for me ah yeah it's a franchise that's essentially dead because I kind not of gave shit together exactly yeah that's a real shame because it, it could I mean obviously i was got the TV show which I haven't watched and I'm kind of scared to watch no, I don't even I didn't even know they made a TV show yeah but basically the TV show is a white guy black white guy black guy cops why do you call it something else yeah it's just so generic there's, there's another thing that's coming out as well we, and then they tied it to like a movie name. Rush Hill has done it as well that's a, and yeah. you're like really? this, yeah. does that need it the charm of Lethal Weapon isn't the fact it's a white guy or a black guy the charm of it is, is that Mick Gibson and um, Glover play off each other so very well yes. and that, that's you can't cap that you're having a random white guy random black Guy yeah. and Russia works as well because Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker do work well off of each other. Mm-hmm. You can't just leave them, can't you put any random people, you go like, okay, you're, you're now that role. And he's like, no, it doesn't, doesn't work the same way. And um, yeah, for me, for me, Die Hard and you know, Weapon is I prefer the Weapon over Die Hard. That's just my personal preference. Nice, nice. It's it's a controversial opinion to them. Some people, <laughs> you know, Die Hard is up there. But I would say Die Hard more of an action film, yes. Little Weapon is more of a thriller. I think it's one of those things. It's like Die Hard's taken the brunt because a lot of people protested that it's not a Christmas <laughs> movie. Whereas a *Lethal Weapon*, I bet a lot of people don't register it as a Christmas movie. So it's kind of like just moseyed its way into yeah. the list of Christmas movies. Exactly. So a few um, we'll get to a few more. I like, sort of dodgy Christmas movies that I say at random times. But anything by like Shane Black, if you watch, it's a Christmas film. So basically *Lethal Weapon*, um, you've also got stuff like *Iron Man 3*. Of the Christmas film, he sets that at Christmas. You've also got Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in the Christmas film as well. You've got also um, and the Nice Guys as well. Mm-hmm. A, that's a good So anything by Shane Black, you always see a good film. Anything by Shane Black will drop Which is a, a cracking movie. Nice yeah. Guys. If you, if you, it was on Netflix. It's a Netflix, Netflix exclusive. No, it's not. No. no. Okay, well that's where I've seen it. Anyway, okay, yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix here. Oh. It, it was one of those movies that just caught me off guard. It was fucking brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I, I was excited for. That's what I a hundred times. I was really looking forward to it, and it annoyed me a little bit that Ryan Gosling not only is a very charming bastard, in mm. that same year we saw him being a great actor. Yes. In another film we saw singing and dancing in La La Land never seen that it. as any good he's alright it's a good film he can, he's he really can sing he can dance he can do all that kind of shit so he can do that he's, he's, he's now Fred Astaire cool. then you watch the nice guys and the motherfucker's funny as hell like he, he, he can't do he can't not do anything like, he shouldn't be that attractive and do all that, have all that. He needs to have one of these things taken away from him. Like, make him tone deaf, or make him have, like, two left feet, but take something away from that man. He has too much goodness in his life. <laughs> and he's also married to, like, not Eva Green, but somebody like that. Eva Mendes think something he's married to Like, one that seems like too much good luck for one man. You know? I feel like he should have something taken off him. You know, just, just to make him feel humble. Let's humble Ryan Gosling a little bit. <laughs> so. You could almost apply the same kind of logic to The Rock. It's like, why has he exploded all over Hollywood in the way he has? It's like... Despite having very little acting talent, yeah. Um, but I think we're going to discuss The Rock probably in the next couple of weeks because Jumanji's out soon, so we'll yes. discuss The Rock at length at some point. And also, almost pretty much breaking news today The Rock is getting a start on Hollywood. Is it? Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, Va- Vanity ran the story, and then The Rock quickly ran out and put a, like a video out on something saying that he was getting a star on Hollywood, so he would get the limelight, not the magazine. Right. So, well, uh, well, before The Rock, or before Dwayne Johnson, It'll or be for Dwayne Johnson, because The Rock is still owned by WWE. That's why, because his first early film is always like he started out with being The Rock. Yes. Then he became. Uh, originally, it was. when The Rock. No, if you watch, if you watch The Mummy Returns, it's not Mummy. As Spock, remember the Yeah, He's cast as The Rock. Yeah, okay. And then it became Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. And then it came. Dwayne Johnson I think so. who's the guy who owns it is Vincent yes so give that in a couple of years and then he'll be the artist formerly you know, known as Dwayne Johnson John- yeah because <laughs> Vincent Mann had, like, had like producing credits on all those films because they're in it and he he's getting kind of cut off stuff like ah, that it's just it's just the way the WWE do business you know yes. likenesses and branding and all that kind oh, of thing you know that's so. nuts mm-hmm. um, so next film what you got yeah. on the list that's a nice slice of breaking news yeah yeah we don't often do that I you know very rare that something interesting mm-hmm. is happening you know Yeah. while we're talking yeah Eh, where are we where are, where we are. Oh, yeah, this is a, this is, this is a non-gather, this is, a, this is a always on our list. Home Alone, the original. You mentioned Home Alone very early on in our podcast one of your guilty pleasures, <laughs> didn't you, I recall? Well, because I was watching it in the middle you of the little Yeah, you watched it like June or something. Yeah, It's very <laughs> odd film we watched at that point. Um, but yeah, you dig um, Home Alone in a big way. Oh, it's just... It's just so easy to watch, you know. Also, though, as I'm getting older, questions are also getting raised about what actually eh, the father did for a living to I'm loving this a... idea! Like, I've, <laughs> I read a few of these things on um, the internet that Kevin, no, it's Kevin McAllister, like, yes. no, it's Kevin McAllister's dad. Who's his dad? Who's his dad? No, Kevin is, is his son. What's his dad's name? You ever get his dad's name? Uh, um, I can't remember his name now. No. But the idea that, is that he works for the mob. Yeah, there's, there's that kind of there's a lot of, kind of fan fiction out there and there's like a lot of it kind of pieces together really well. <laughs> yeah, like the way dresses. Yes. Big house. Trophy wife. Yes. Big extended family. Very big family. Yeah, and also can afford to take them all away. To Paris. Yes, that's right, yeah. At the in the first one anyway, too much Paris thing. And also the hotel they stay in, it's not a shit hotel. No. It's a very nice hotel. <laughs> and also and also do one is to um takes New York as well. Yes. The hotel they stay in in that is a fucking phenomenal hotel as well. Aye, aye. And and that one as well, he uses his, his dad's credit card and there's no point in the credit card goes, No, you're, we, we can't do it. So I think the idea of him working for the mob holds up. Mm. I don't know what role you would have in the mob though. I don't know, maybe like an accountant or something? Ah, it does seem like a it does oh, seem like, Yeah, yeah, He has respect of people, yeah. there's definitely something going on there, yeah. <laughs> um, but why else you like Homer Lund? Uh, what? what do I not like about it? Just nice child violence against the adults. You know, simple, just, like, as a kid when you were growing up you're going, if anyone's come through that window they're going to be standing on stuff. <laughs> Every night you're propping stuff up underneath your window. I did do that, like to the point where my <laughs> mum had to tell me to stop putting books in on the top of the, um, the cupboard, because I had balanced books on top of the door. Yeah, yeah. So, when time my mum opened the door, like a book would fall on her head, so I was like, yeah, I wasn't allowed to, you know, stop watching my Alone, basically. <laughs> the original print of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like it was like like Britannica encyclopedias or something coming down and just up my mum. <laughs> you're 25, you're like, <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so violence against children you enjoy, obviously. Yes. or caused by children. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's just there's something so funny about it. It's like it's almost like a classic tale of like big family fallout. Then almost like the family in such a rush, which as we all know, it genuinely happens when you go, you're rushing to get out the door for some reason, and then you, then when you're up you you go, fuck oh, man, I forgot like, my headphones, I forgot like, my, yeah. you
1: know,
0: it genuinely does happen, and it's just. It's just such a good story, and then it's all. The weird thing was the fact that the thing that always blows my mind is the fact that like the mom tries the hardest to get back to the house because she can't wait for the flight and all that. So she and they get back like two minutes after. (laughs) I know you're
1: sitting there like.
0: Right, you're pretty much sucked deck of a band to get back. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we could have just waited like five minutes to yeah. oh, No, I, I always, I'll, even as a kid, I know that, that's weird that that would happen. But, uh, you know, kind of looking at it as a more kind of skeptical adult, it's just that quick wrap up of the story because they yes. need to finish it at oh. that point. It's also the idea of the mother needing like high school of her children. She ha- she's definitely going home to hold her child, that's Aye, all. She'll it. literally do anything. She'll, to she'll cross over on Earth to get back to her dad's world, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. also. Oh, what's the name of the big fella? Jim, uh, John Candy. Yes, John Candy's that and crushes it. He does, yeah, he plays it. The, the poker band leader. It's just such a nice, heartwarming bit when him and the mother are having a chat in the back of the cat like, yeah. like Tour bus hanging up there. And it's just that nice, heartwarming tale, and you're sitting there like, oh, man, this has got everything in it. Yeah, I mean, always everyone loves the love of stuff when the, the robbers are getting kicked their asses kicked in the room, <laughs> in the house, sorry. Yeah, yes. The bit I really like is it's a as I got older but I really enjoyed appreciate it more you see the bit when you see Kevin and the old guy talking yes particularly in the church yes it's a really touching it's a really nice scene it, you're watching the scene right and if you could that could be done in such a way that you go particularly watching it now than I you go that's creepy that's odd that could be um, like, you know he's preying on I Kevin am. or somebody but we I mean, watch it. you um, watch it. He never at any point think that he's got any sort of predatory thing over no. Kevin. It, it comes across as very much as a, it's a love towards, it's it's a, it's a respect towards the boy, and he and he obviously appreciates the boy who the boy is and what he can and who he is, and like, he's, he's trying, you know, try to exist in the world. But he's never, he doesn't feel like he's trying to make a move on a kid, and I feel like that can easily have been come across very simply like that, you know, and very obviously. You, and if you ever grew up in any sort of like housing scheme or whatever. You know, kids' imaginations run wild, totally, yeah. and it's like you, it's almost like you give everyone a kind of backstory, oh. and it comes across in the movie. And then, like as Kevin like bumps into him all the time, he kind of discovers that this guy isn't a murdering person. Oh, maybe. You always got to leave that chance in there that he might. I mean, everyone's got everyone's got to end them. Yeah. So and it's that's a really good bit as well, you know. And then it's, it's it's just so funny, just thinking about it. I'm sitting here like man. You're quite giggling, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should just go home and watch it. Watch Home Alone, yeah. It's not a bad thing to go home and watch, mm-hmm. definitely not. Talk about uh, yourself, what's in My list? number one. In there In my bullet, and it is not only one of my favourite Christmas films, not no, really, it's my favourite Christmas film, but I've done a top 10 recently, and this came in at like, number 11. Oh. Like, almost getting the top film. It's a film called *Screwed*. Bill Murray playing yeah, yeah. playing uh, Frank Cross, and it's sort of Christmas basic, it's basically like *Christmas Carol*, but he's a leader of like a he's an executive in a television company. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll remember this? It is utterly fucking brilliant. Like if Richard Donner directing it, it's it's a phenomenal film. Like, it's so darkly, darkly funny, and Bill Murray plays it so brilliantly, perfectly in that film. In this film. And there's it jokes in it that you. I mean, uh, the script they've got is apparently been lightened by a couple of um, rewrites. Okay. There is a script which is brutally even darker than dark. Like, there's a joke in it which is only in the background, and it says, like, his name's Frank Cross. Uh-huh. Right? And on his wall, he's got, like, the dictionary definition of cross, you know, cross, noun, adjective. And it says, well, It says, cross, noun a thing they nail people to, <laughs> which I think, that's the level of like, well, that's, that's fucking darkness, you know, that's really, that's a, horror, that's a really, oh, that's, I think that's really funny, Um <laughs> Just but Murray's commitment to the role as well. You've got some really cracking like sort of supporting players in this one. You've got you know the guy playing um, I didn't realise for years the guy playing the Ghost of Christmas Past, the guy called David Johansson who was the lead singer of New York Dolls. Yeah
1: yeah. I
0: didn't know this until like I saw the New York Dolls I'm like oh shit that's the guy from fucking um, from Thrush. <laughs> um, you've also got like Alice, um, Carol King playing the um, the Ghost of Christmas Present. She's playing yeah. You know she's like just beats the shit out of him for the whole film which I thought was brilliant as well. Um, And I think I just I don't know what it is, but I mean I know what it is. It's it's a a heartwarming film, but it's also it's insanely funny, and also it's got a real emotion to it as well throughout the movie
1: that.
0: you're, you're kind of rooting for him even though he's an arsehole but ultimately you're going to like, I kind of want you to get, kind of you get your comeuppance in some way because yeah, yeah. you deserve it the way you're treating people mm-hmm. you know and I, I, for that reason I, just, I think it's a brilliant film it's and so think, well written so well performed it's a fantastic movie I think I think you recommended this to me last year yes I'm pretty sure it was last year you recommended it to me and then as always Netflix does a big uh, bulk of like Christmas movies in yes. the service and it appeared and that's how I kind of ended up watch yeah I mean I watch it every year I watch it I'm a bit of your home, I'll watch it in July if I have to. because I think it's a phenomenal film, and every year I watch it, I still love it more and more every time. Um, Amazing, I've got two Richard Donner films on my list: Lethal Weapon and Scrooge. Who would have thought Richard Donner was a Christmas man? You know, amazing. do you want to any other ones Do you want, like, not on your top list that you think are, are worthy of a, of a mention on your Christmas list? Yeah, this was actually one thing I was going to the list to get that. I actually genuinely forgot about it until I've uh, already pretty much nailed my top five. Uh, Bad Santa, the original. Yeah, one. I think there's a sequel. Not good. Yeah. Well, the original movie. <laughs> funny, funny film. Funny movie, and it came out in Opa as well. Yeah. One of those movies. I think it. I, I don't know. I think it came out around about the same kind of time as Elf. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, maybe a year or so apart. Yeah, it me everything not that far off, of yeah. But, but it's a it's a darkly indie funny film. And it's it's just, just very well written. Yeah. You know, and it
1: just
0: you're sitting there like, he's a bastard, but you're sitting there like, I kinda like him. And yeah. I shouldn't like him. And that's the that's the problem the Sequel's got is it, it sort of becomes aware of him being a bastard and yeah. sort of, and it doesn't and it, it becomes aware of like what was funny in the last and it tries to emulate that over and over again and it just never really comes off in the same way. It, sort of, it feels very flat when you're know, watching it. And that's the problem. Aye. Ah, right. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, but still, I mean, fantastic film. Jill, do you want to throw any Christmas films in that you love? Love, love Actually. Love Actually is the one obviously. It's Yeah. Love Love Actually. It's not been mentioned. It's not been mentioned, but yeah, the, 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 it's dull as hell. <laughs> I love it. And it makes no sense, you know. Yeah, you're like okay. Also, like, a lot of it's very creepy. The stuff with him with the sign, obviously very creepy. Yeah. Like the, that? It's that fucking deck move. Yeah, absolutely. So like, no matter, you can set that in the forties and then still be a dick, dick move. move. Yeah. Um, you've also got um, Rickman's an asshole as well isn't it yeah. for well, obviously cheating on his wife. Yeah. You know, that's basically what he's doing. He wants to cheat on his wife, and it's like you're a dickhead. Yeah. You're an absolute prick. And then just the lack of airport security at the end, where that boy frantically running about. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, something else with um, notes from Love Actually as well, but was on. I was like, oh, that's just a, just an awful awful movie. And not awful. I, I get why people like it. It hits all the right vibes, and people understand. Where it's you know what it's going for. Yeah. But I just I have never any love for it whatsoever. I can, and, and I like I can enjoy a small film. It's like Notting Hill, I've never got that. Movie. Never got a few, like, that. Yeah. yeah, I mean Richard Curtis, I do as a like writer because he does like Four Red The Funeral, great writer for yeah. that. You know, he does like Black Hatter, phenomenal writing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he did the one in time, the one where he plays like, it's a, it's a time travel love story. But I mean, it's, it's a lovely, great kind of romantic movie. Yeah. But love actually and um like you said, Notting hill just I'd never really bought into at any point. He's never really never really hit me. Interestingly we we're watching um, before we watched the Muppet movie in the cinema, they had a trailer for The Wonderful Life, A Wonderful Life sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The
0: trailer for the Wonderful Life, they've cut it away and it makes it look a horror film. Oh. And it totally works as a horror movie because like it basically the, the whole trailer's cut from the final half hour of the film uh-huh. when he's going ape shit about the fact no one remembers him. And it's just him screaming at women going, You remember me, you remember me! And he's going, Oh my god, it's a fucking like Twilight Zone the episode of me and A Wonderful Life and it's like you could easily sell that film mm. as a horror movie. People watching go like, this is not the film you expect to get, and I thought it was a really, really interesting, you know, editing technique to make it look like that. I have never seen A Wonderful Life. That is, that is poor. That's a poor show. I will mention this, it's showing at Cineworld on Monday, You should go and see it, or GF. GFT is showing it all the time as well. Or, hell, just buy the DVD for like 3 quid and go and watch the DVD. Aye. Aye. It, it's, on, it's on everywhere, so by all means go and watch it. It is a very sweet, Wonderful Christmas film. It is one of those movies that are constantly on everyone's like list of yeah. top Christmas movies, and I'm sitting there going, Yeah, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. The one that didn't make my list was, was very close to make my list, yeah. Gremlins. Oh, yeah, that was right, that's right. That's Gremlins very close to make my list as well. Um, just edged out by your know, Gremlins, is like a fantastic film. We saw it at about screen a couple of maybe a year ago or so. Amazing on the big screen as well. It was holds it. up really well. And that's a great book. Oh, pop- no, Scrooge is the one number
1: one.
0: Scrooge is amazing. Scrooge is a phenomenal film. I mean it's it's neck and neck you know it's, 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 it's very very cool it was to a that. hard top five it was a hard top five literally you could have every single one of them as number one yes absolutely you could it of a nice five day run into Christmas you know from the 20th onwards Yeah. Of yeah. a nice easy run into Christmas I this idea feels like the advent movie cal- yeah. uh, calendar yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's good right. it. it's something, we did watch a few really dodgy ones last year we watched one called Happy Christmas <laughs> which was not happy at all <laughs> it had um, who was in it Anna Kendrick was in it and also the girl from Girls whose name I can't remember who they really I don't like her anyway. She's done it. Oh my god, depressing as hell. Like, did you not come feeling happy? This year we've only had one really bad one, which is almost Christmas. Not bad, it just depends on the Christmas But as you watch one and more, there's like a few that you sort of always add in. So, um, what's that one? Wanted to see? Wanted to see the Christmas office party one? I've not seen that one yet. I'm trying to find that to watch. I think I'd be a good one to put in the list as well. Our biggest problem is I don't know if it's a combination of working so much and stuff, or just the fact that shops and all that kick off Christmas pretty much the day after Halloween. Yeah. We pretty prim- much I don't get excited for like Christmas until literally the twenty fourth. I'm, I'm honestly I'm much the same. Like, I don't treat the nineteenth of December any different than I would treat say the nineteenth of March. Yeah, yeah. It's just a day. Yeah. But I do try and do the Christmas thing because it is funny trying at least trying trying yeah. to do the spirit of it. I'm I'm trying to get into I'm trying to get better because last year was like it was like the twenty fourth, it's like, oh right, yeah, Christmas yeah. is just around the corner. Twenty sixth, right? Get that tree back up and yeah market. I mean I would I'd recommend Get a wee math for Christmas films When you're, you're uh, uh, Stacey are off one day Fire up three or four Good Christmas films and maybe put you In the mood for Christmas At that point What are you talking about That's like the whole season Of A Band of Brothers That is the whole season Of Band of Brothers But yeah But uh, avoid <laughs> that And the just You can go a couple of movies Yeah yeah A couple of Christmas films um, I think that's us For this week yeah, Next week Short week actually nearly an hour yeah.
1: um,
0: not much out next week again you've got Disaster So if you want to hear that listen to last week's episode we reviewed that last week um, it's out on Wednesday we've got a Christmas horror film out called Better Watch Out it looks very good Christmas horror films Krampus Christmas horror film um, Better Watch Out is out uh, you've also got I think that's about it this year that's this week sorry Wednesday you've got um, Star Wars out obviously um, so we'll talk about that maybe not this week but next week Yes. or not next week but the week after we'll do a big thing on that but yeah Everyone, like I said, we talk to have at the start of the show. Everyone's running scared of Star Wars. No one wants to touch Star Wars, so there's nothing coming out. It's almost like when the big Marvel movies drop now, everyone's running scared now. Absolutely. And probably rightly so, because they do just chew up everything on screen. Yeah, you know, your movies getting dropped basically wait for like 14 shillings on Faber. Absolutely, so very quickly. Yeah. But for this week, I've been Richard Laird, you've been Barry new. and we've been. Three beers in a movie.